Welcome to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast presented by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, April Stearns. Each week for the next year, you'll hear an essay from our book read by the author. Igniting the Fire Within is a collection of stories of healing, hope, and humor, offering an insider's view into today's young breast cancer community. We compiled 50 essays for people diagnosed in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. There is medicine for each of us in these stories, whether you've been personally diagnosed with cancer or not. Wildfire stories in general, but especially the ones you'll hear from Igniting the Fire Within, are stories of transformation. Our storytellers experienced a shift in perspective as a result of something that happened to them. And the cancer diagnosis was not the thing that happened, or it wasn't the only thing. The cancer diagnosis was merely the catalyst for later changes that led our writers to understand deep truths about the world. Each one of them learned lessons that showed them what it is to live, not just survive, in the glare of cancer. We believe deeply that the stories that change us aren't so much about what happened as they are about what came next. And hearing those stories, true stories of transformation, that's what ignites the fire within each of us. A listener note before we dive in, cancer is a salty business and sometimes talking about it and the aftermath requires salty language. Listener discretion is advised. Today's storyteller is Leslie Martin. Leslie is an elementary school teacher, a spin instructor, and a mom who was diagnosed at 44 with invasive lobular breast cancer that was stage 2, triple positive. Leslie lives in Huntington Beach, California. Today, I have the honor of reading her essay, Love at Last. And a quick note here that this essay does have some triggering moments. As a child, I was horribly, painfully shy and insecure. I had good reason to be. I developed allergies at the age of two months old, and growing up, my arms and legs were covered with eczema. I had a speech impediment, which made it difficult for some to understand me, and I had a secret. My secret was known only by one other person, the one who abused me night after night in the dark. It went on from age two until age 13. Growing up, I was disgusted by my body and mind. I longed to be like everyone else, to look like them, to laugh like them, to have friends like them. For some reason, people often asked me where I was from. That question made me feel embarrassed and ashamed. It felt as though they were pointing out that they knew I was different, that I didn't belong, that they could tell something was wrong with me. My self-worth was zero. While I fiercely loved my brothers and mom, I had no love left for myself. As a teenager, I was certain that if only I had a boyfriend, someone who loved me, I would be filled with happiness and love, emotions for which I was desperate. I had wild crushes on boy after boy, knowing that if each of them would only love me, my life would be complete. One day, when I was just 18, one of them did notice me. Within the first week, he became abusive to me. I know what you're thinking. Those of you who didn't live a childhood like mine, you're thinking, why didn't you walk away? Why would you put up with that? 
But this is what happens to children who are abused. They relive the experience again and again, trying to fix the pain, trying to make it right. My then boyfriend, later husband, pointed out I was lucky that he loved me. He told me often how much he hated me. All of the horrible things that were wrong with me told me I was a worthless speck of shit. Let me know how easy it would be for him to find someone else. Certainly, all of this had to be true because it seemed he knew what I tried to keep hidden inside, that I was worthless, unlovable, despicable. Friends and strangers would often compliment my looks, which puzzled me. Didn't they see what I saw? What was wrong with them that they would find me attractive? It made no sense to me that they couldn't see the ugliness that I saw when I looked in the mirror. I lasted an incredible number of years in that marriage always focusing my love on my children and my husband. There was none for myself. I wasn't deserving of love, and I was certain that my children would one day realize this too. Things escalated rapidly in the last two years of my marriage. The abuse grew more and more frequent, without the usual two- or three-month respite between his devastating anger. My body began deteriorating. First, it was a discharge from my nipple brushed off by a radiologist after a mammogram and ultrasound as being discharged from a cyst. Then a lump grew larger. The new, now female, gynecologist I was seeing told me again, it's just a cyst. After that, my nipple retracted. The doctor told me, that's what happens when cysts rupture, and brushed off my concerns. I developed two autoimmune diseases. My weight dropped to 110 pounds. I'm five foot eight. I fell asleep while standing up and talking to people. My husband grew angrier and angrier. I felt lucky that my husband stayed with me. Clearly, I was becoming uglier and uglier. Even my own breast wasn't normal anymore. Night after night, my husband would lock the bedroom door and scream at me for hours on end. And I endured it because he loved me and no one else ever would. Not even me. It wasn't until the night that he told me that even he was afraid of what he would do to me that I realized my marriage had to end. I couldn't die this way. After I filed for divorce, I longed once again to find someone who would love me and make me feel good about myself. Seven months later, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and a tumor that was 12 centimeters, bigger than my finger. Two weeks after that diagnosis, I had a bilateral mastectomy the beginning of reconstruction, and then radiation for six weeks. I was devastated on so many levels, I will admit here. One of my thoughts was, how will I find a man to love me now that I don't have breasts? I wish I could say that I suddenly realized that I was worth loving, that I suddenly knew I was an amazing and powerful woman who loved herself enough that breasts and a man would be nice but weren't necessary for happiness. No. It has so far taken two years of therapy with an oncology psychologist. Did you know they existed? For me to shed most of my previous thoughts about myself, to see that I hold no responsibility in others' violations of me, to be able to look down at my body seven surgeries later and say, I am a beautiful, loving human being, and I love me for who and what I am. A relationship with a man at some point would be nice to have, But if that's not in the cards for me, I'm perfectly happy with me, just as I am, just who I am, beautiful to me, 
inside and out, outward and inward, scars and all. I'm April Stearns, and you've been listening to Igniting the Fire Within, a limited series podcast by Wildfire Magazine and The Burn. Check us out at wildfirecommunity.org to order your copy of the book so you can read along each week. You'll also find our magazine and storytelling workshops there. Big thanks to our producer, Bill Smith of Shoe Production, and our production assistant, Monica Haro. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. If you like what you hear, tell your best friend, tell your mom, tell your oncologist. I mean, really, tell everyone you know. Or head into your podcast app and leave us a starred review to help others find their way to igniting their own fire within. Ooh.